Welcome to See You on the Other Side, where the world of the mysterious collides with the world of entertainment. A discussion of art, music, movies, spirituality, the weird, and self-discovery. And now, your hosts, musicians and entertainers who have their own weakness for the weird, Mike and Wendy from the band Sunspot. Wendy, I'm really excited that you were nominated for Percussionist of the Year. Hey, thank you. At Madison Area Music Awards. Drummer Percussionist. Drummer slash Percussionist. <laughs> right, I'm not... <laughs> a I'm slash not, title. I don't want to uh, get people think that you're a bongo well, player right, or something I, Or like just that. like I'm the triangle player, which the, don't get me wrong, would be awesome. You're the tambourine girl. <laughs> right. But no, thank Definitely you. Thank that. you very much. And thanks to everyone who voted for the Madison Area Music Awards and voted for Sunspot. And yeah, we sure do appreciate that. We made it into several categories this year as mm-hmm. finalists. Yes. What are um, those categories? The categories are Rock Album of the Year okay. for Weirdest Hits. Which, weirdest Hits, which is all songs here, inspired by this podcast. Yes. Here on this podcast, we're very proud of that album because it was like the songs were born out of these episodes. Mm-hmm. So that's that's cool. Um, the Tony totally be The first track on the album, Messiah Complex, is nominated for Hard Rock slash Punk Song of the Year. So that was cool. I was happy to see that. Yes. And then uh, our band Sunspot was nominated as Alternative Performer yes. of the so Year. So get your alternative on with us. Yes. Uh, and anyway, if you guys are interested, this is all for charity. This all goes right. back to the music programs in the Madison area schools. And that's why it's exciting because it shows that we have really generous friends and, and fans and supporters. So yes, it was I cool to so. see that we made it into so many because it's like, oh, hey, I think our so. people like to donate money to good causes. Right. So this all this all goes right back into the Madison area uh, school district and the, the music programs, which, right. you know, obviously uh, music's a lot of fun. And with budgets and things like that, it's not always uh, the highest the priority. priority. <laughs> well, no, right. I mean, because they got to get kids math. They got to get right. science and everything. Mm-hmm. And so what gets cut a lot of times are music programs. So this is just a way to help out those programs. The mamas.org. Right is where you can vote for Sunspot. We'll have details about that on the site. So and we we might have to make another video. Yes, we might. <laughs> the last one got some <laughs> to show you where to vote. Good feedback. Right. But anyway, so it's just a nice thing. And Wendy, I hope you win the percussionist of the year. In oh, fact, thank you. I will. I'm going to murder the other percussionists. No, 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 no. <laughs> maybe just maim like <laughs> they're friends of mine. Okay, I like them. So Don't murder them. We won't murder them. <laughs> but maybe we can break their hand. I'll just break their hands. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, you oh, think gosh. you're the percussion? You think you're the drummer of the year? Do you? Yeah, try, wow. to, try to drum with a cast, buddy. But you can, if you did vote in the first round, you are automatically qualified to vote in the final Second round. round yeah. And I think, can new people join in and, and mm-hmm. pay to vote just for the final round? Everybody can vote. Oh, cool. So if anybody else feels like donating five bucks to help us actually win the awards, because we're we're in the finalist categories, but now is like, now we have to, to make it past that to the end right. if we can, which would be fun because you know what? Well, it just draws I, attention to the band. It draws attention yeah. to the podcast and just gets more people in the uh, umbrella of fun. That's, and it gives us all a reason to party together. Yes, it does. Celebrate. It does. So anyway, <laughs> so check that out. If you already did uh, donate and vote, then you can. You don't have to spend any more or anything like that. You can just come and in and vote you. again. And thank you very much. You are awesome. And if you haven't, think about it. It's, tax it's de- not too late. No, it's not too late. It's tax deductible. And That's we'll have right. a link to that in the show notes at othersidepodcast.com slash 87 is where you can find that. So that was fun. They had the the finalist announcement party last weekend, and um, after our show on Saturday, which mm-hmm. went really well, yeah, which it was, was super fun. Fun. We released the American Monsters EP, which you can find at sunspotuniverse.com, <laughs> and you can download that for free right now. Right, music, so much music. So the next day was the the party, and I don't know, it was great news. So thank you all for being generous and giving us a reason to celebrate. And yes. 
And yes. I've got other good news, Wendy. What? I am, More? I am full oh my gosh. of magic today. Wow. We've got a new five-star review and Whoa. rating on iTunes. Oh, that makes me happy. We haven't had one in a while. Right. So and so if, nice if you would like to have your five-star review read <laughs> on the air, just go into iTunes, see you on the other side, <laughs> and just leave, I mean, just leave a five-star review and we're going to read it for you. That sounds great. I, so what? what's the review? I'm Here's curious the review. to hear the, it. The title is oddly satisfying Ooh. yes much like me it's oddly satisfying <laughs> this is by wtw60 all right i was not sure i was going to like this podcast since i take my paranormal pretty seriously and am heavily influenced by shamanic and magical thought hmm. i listened to an episode based on recommendations from others and discovered that the interview segments are pure gold well thank you <laughs> and the intro segments are just fun with the host catching you up on what is going on with them hey all right i've been listening ever since and highly recommend this podcast for people who want to listen to intelligent conversation about the paranormal with strong pop culture elements all right well that's great to yes, hear thank you very much it's, wtw60 we, yes, we love getting feedback from anyone who's listening mm -hmm. and that's an especially uh great way to do it because it helps other people find our podcast mm -hmm. and so thank you so much for taking the time to do that really appreciate it we really do thank you thank you so much for the, the feedback and, and the nice words and so you know what we're not going to have to do this week what, what aren't we going to have to do commit human sacrifice oh well i guess i'll have to cross that off my list then <laughs> right okay. i totally thought we had to this yeah week. so you can take that virgin right, back check done okay yeah <laughs> take, that, take that virgin back to the high school we don't oh. have to kill her um okay so that's a normal way to start a conversation yeah yeah because that's what we're talking about this week ah the topic the topic, the topic of the week is human sacrifice oh, nice light one nice light well, topic it's really it's it's more part of the culture than i realized and this was inspired so this um an article came out this week there was a uh a, a journal came out this week and what they did was they examined 93 Austronesian cultures. Okay. Mm. Austronesian. What's uh, that? Okay. That's all the um the indigenous cultures, if you think of Australia, New Zealand. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, Micronesia, like all that. Yeah. Like South Pacific stuff. Yeah. And then uh, to Taiwan. Okay. And you know, we think of Taiwan. Like, what do you think when you think of Taiwan? Mm. Electronics. Like yeah. you always right, you think of electronics <laughs> and things, or you think of like an island we're eventually gonna go to war with China over kind oh, of thing. Gosh. So, right. So I didn't realize Taiwan had an, like an indigenous population that oh, wasn't yeah. like Chinese. Okay. In ethnic, I didn't realize that either. It was funny, actually. It was a couple like Thanksgivings ago or something. So whenever I spend a holiday with my family, I always try to bring some kind of interesting movies. And so, man, I can only imagine the kind of movies you bring to Thanksgiving, <laughs> right. Mike. So for the holidays. <laughs> so let me guess, not, not something like uh, Christmas Vacation or Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, the ones that no, like. We've already seen them. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, so you you want something interesting, maybe okay. that they ever haven't seen or wouldn't get? Because my mother will sometimes grab a movie and she'll she'll get something interesting or something uh -huh. funny or family oriented okay. or something, and so we can watch something like that. But I want to bring in something that maybe people haven't heard of, it's like a foreign film ah, or a comedy or. Okay. I, I mean, one time I I brought in lesbian vampire killers, what? One, which is a just my. comedy with James Corden from the late sh the late show. Or the late, late, late show, um, James Corden. It was, it was funny, but like, like little things like that, like little indie films that they yeah, may not a, see. Just a normal, average American. They may not see normally. So one time I bring in uh, Warriors of the Rainbow. C. Dick mm. Bale is the name of it, and it's a, it's like the most popular film 
uh, in Taiwan. Okay. How did you find this to, I was to just, select it? Was, just browsing? I was just looking for something okay, interesting. Gotcha. And it was all about the struggle of like the indigenous Taiwanese people. Okay. Versus their, uh, like the Jap- when the Japanese had occupied it. Oh, like the, okay. Like, so they've got this like traditional native tribal kind of, you know, mm. jungle people on the, yeah. on the island versus the, who we usually consider uh, if the imperial Japanese. So okay. the, the bad guys in World War II movies. Yeah. You know, and they're, they're the bad guys in this Taiwanese. Anyway, I thought it'd be interesting, was really popular. And I'm like, okay, and it's in an action movie too. It's like one of the most violent films. Oh, great. <laughs> like heads are getting chopped and it's off. Like heart warmer for the holidays. Right. And it's, <laughs> it's ultra, it's ultra violent. It's a pretty good movie. And it's very emotional. It's sad because you see, uh, you know, a population with a lot of the issues that have happened to our own native population in the United yeah. States, like alcoholism and stuff. Mm. And they get, everybody gets, you know, put in one place and then yeah. the imperial powers take it over. So that part is sad. But then they get their revenge. I mean, there's plenty of bloodletting oh. too. Like plenty of Japanese okay. get their throat slit open and things like oh. Anyway, Warriors the Rainbow. How old is this movie? Like four or five years oh, old. Okay. So it's not very old at all. All right. I was thinking um, it sounded, I don't know why, but it's I like just... a modern action movie, but it has paranormal okay. elements in it too. Oh. So you take some of the paranormal of the uh the spirits and because the rainbow and there's like like they walk this rainbow bridge kind of thing so it's the tribe mm-hmm. has the supernatural elements in it cool. as they try to regain their cultural identity i see okay well, i mean and i mean eventually it all goes down you know like it yeah there's a reason that like that that indigenous people's not in charge of taiwan right now because right. they got you know the the uh, the asian culture dominated it mm-hmm. but um the reason i'm saying that is that that's one of the places that practiced human sacrifice okay so you go into these Austronesian cultures, wow. and I'd never heard the term Austronesian mm-hmm. before. Yeah, that's new to me as well. So the journal article about this, and, and here's when they're, they're testing uh, like what kind of societies had human sacrifice. All right? So here's from the, from the article. Evidence of human sacrifice was observed in 40 of the 93 cultures sampled. So Wow. <clears throat> So 43% of the cultures in that area oh, practice human sacrifice. And so here's, here's the big difference. Five of the 20, uh, um, there was egalitarian societies, which means that people were kind of all the same. So egalitarian, you think of, there's no social classes. You know, everybody is pretty much mm-hmm. treated equally. Okay. You know, that's what we, tr- we try to have an egalitarian society in the United States. <laughs> Right. Let's see. I mean, it has been working for us, but that's the model. Yeah. Okay. And and so uh, human sacrifice is, is only practiced in 25% of those egalitarian societies. Now. Uh, only? I mean. 30. But okay. the thing is, it's so modest. So a stra- they say stratified. Stratified is the word for different social oh, sure. classes. Okay. So you've got like a ruling class. Maybe you have slaves. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have, you know, servants and things like that. Uh, 37% of the stratified societies had human sacrifice, like the, the moderately stratified. And for highly stratified societies, which had several different social classes, and maybe you would have like a ruling class. You know, I mean, think about in the hierarchy, uh, think about the monarchy and how that passes from generation to generation. Okay. You got a fan, like a ruling sure. class, a ruling family, right. an aristocracy, and then like slaves at the bottom. So you have mm-hmm. slaves to the aristocracy. That's a highly stratified society. 67%. Of those cultures Whoa. had Ugh. human sacrifice. So, I mean, that doesn't sound surprising, you know, because, well, a lot of times who are you going to sacrifice? You're going to sacrifice slaves. If, if, if people are treated like they're property. Right. Yeah, exactly. Then they're... you can sacrifice them. 
Now, if people are treated like brothers, you know, egalitarian, yeah, one like of every, us. right, everybody's the same. Yeah, you don't stab them. It could death. be me. It, you know, it right. could just as well be me. Whereas if you're the king and you're like, no, Set that it's that never going to be me. Slab and open him from right. nave to chops. Yeah. Ooh, um, gross. Right. Okay. Here's my favorite quote. Unpalatable as it might be, our results suggest that ritual killing helped humans transition from the small egalitarian groups of our ancestors to the large stratified societies we live in today. Hmm. So what this article is saying is that human sacrifice was part of the process Building the aristocracy. Well, or building the kind of societies we have today, huh. which some people would say that's good yeah. because they're like, well, we have iPods. I guess, uh. I, I guess that's an example from 2003. We have iPhones. Right. We have virtual reality. Yeah, yeah. We have GPS. We yeah. Have, yeah. We've got those things. So some people would say society is great now because mm-hmm. we don't just, you know, our uh, mortality rate has gone from like 50% to right. like 10% yeah. in the United States, you know? Yeah. And so that's, and that, and that's changed completely. But on the other hand, other people would say that modern society maybe isn't that great because we check our email all day long and look at Facebook instead of actually, you know. <laughs> right. Enjoying the moment. Right. Instead of enjoying the relationships the and the people in the. Right. Know, and, you know, teenagers happening. aren't going on dates anymore. They're addicted to pornography. So like, OK, so what's the good part of society? What's the bad parts? But the thing is, human sacrifice, I mean, their their results say that was part of that creation of the the class system yeah and i mean the class system everything is based off of that some people rule some people fight some people uh work yeah you know some people lay around they're called musicians uh, hey we love those guys we are those guys um <laughs> <laughs> as we say as we as we're we're at work right now on a i was thursday, gonna say thursday at 11 30 we're talking about this stuff but the thing is is that so human sacrifice was part of that I think that's easy to kind of see mm-hmm. because if you live in a society where somebody at the top can tell you, I need you to grab this guy for me because we're going to, we're going to cut him open to appease the gods. Uh, can you just grab that person real quick? And we're gonna, we got to kill him to, <laughs> to sacrifice for him. Like if you live in a society like that, like that's going to develop a, a pretty stark class system. True. True. So this article made all the rounds this week as a, and, oh, okay. I mean, and I've got my senses attuned for anything. Sure. Right. <laughs> Unusual. And since human sacrifice is such a part of occult movies and paranormal and things. It's everywhere. Because it's so (laughs) terrifying. It's everywhere, baby. It is. And it also scares the crap out of you. Right. Yeah. Understandably so. Think about if you're the one chosen to be sacrificed. Like Joe versus the volcano. Like Joe versus the volcano. That's a good way. That's a a great first example. Joe versus the volcano. That was the first thing that popped into my head, actually. (laughs) Tom Hanks, the Tom Hanks class, before he got all serious and stuff like that. Right. Tom Hanks used to be pretty funny. Yes. <laughs> and Joe versus the Volcano is an excellent example <laughs> of human sacrifice. <laughs> and, and that's the kind of thing, though. I mean, we laugh at Joe versus the Volcano because mm-hmm. we're thinking, okay, these, well, and that's a Polynesian country. So that's yeah. not too far from Austronesia. But that kind of like the South Pacific Islanders, oh, they're cannibals, they're headhunters, human sacrifice. But wait. What? There is, I mean, the most famous human sacrifice story does not come from the Aztecs. It does not come from the Egyptians. It comes from the good old Bible. Oh, that's right. The Old Testament with the vengeful and angry God himself. And (laughs) okay, so looking up Old Testament stories, and a lot of you already know this story, but in case you don't, I'm going to go over it. I'm going to read you the kids version. Okay, thanks. I need that. Well, no, because the kids version is the most fun. 
Because yeah. there's, like there's a version with like pictures and oh. stuff like that. Okay. So like there's three patriarchs of like Judeo-Christianity. Mm-hmm. And one of the OGs, the original, uh, is Abraham. Okay. So they call Christianity, they call uh, Judaism, they call um, Islam Abrahamic religion. Oh, okay. Because the stories of Abraham all feature prominently in those religions. So okay. if you're a Muslim or you're a Christian or you're a Jew, Abraham's in there for all of them. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the, the founders of the religion. And, and, you know, God's appearing to him and God won't let Abraham and Sarah, his wife, have a kid. And he goes through all this stuff. One of his buddies is Lot. And Lot is a, speaking of a guy that sacrifices. He'll get his own episode sometime. <laughs> But like, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk uh, about. Hey, everybody, that's so funny. It's so funny. Okay. So, so eventually God lets Abraham and Sarah have a child. So let me read you from Please. this. This is the child's version. Okay. Of uh, it's Genesis 21. Okay. Sarah had a baby boy named Isaac. Now God wanted to know if Abraham would obey him. God told him to sacrifice Isaac on a mountain. Abraham loved his son very much. He did not want to sacrifice Isaac, but Abraham wanted to obey God. God told Abraham to go to a mountain. He took Isaac and two men with him. Abraham and Isaac rode on a donkey. They traveled for three days. The two men stayed with the donkey. Abraham and Isaac walked oh, up no, the mountain. No, no, Abraham no. took a knife. Isaac took some wood. Isaac asked, where was the lamb we were going to sacrifice? Abraham told him not to worry. Abraham built an hour, built an altar, and he put wood on it. So then he tied Isaac down oh and puts him on the altar. He holds the knife over Isaac. Abraham is all ready to sacrifice his son. But then an angel shows up. He tells Abraham not to sacrifice Isaac and that since Abraham obeyed oh. God, God loves Abraham. Called your bluff. Abraham looks around. He sees a ram in the bushes. He's got to sacrifice something. So he grabs the ram and sacrifices the ram in the altar. And God is happy because Abraham obeys him. Oh my. And now he's going to bless Abraham's family. Okay. Abraham and Isaac go home. Abraham obeyed God. And he was willing to let his son die. Abraham, you know, lives a life, goes on to found the That's rest gotta of That's got to be real nice if like you're that. the kid just to know that your dad, just, you know, your dad like, <laughs> will like, just yeah, kill you. Okay. Hey, God said so. Yeah. I guess, if God, I guess if God is telling you these things directly and appears to you directly, then like that's a different kind of story. Like if you just like have a dream or something like, I think God told me to kill my kid. Yeah. You probably freak out about it. But this is, I mean, this is a story about obedience, you know, right there. Like it's, yeah. and so human sacrifice Disturbing. is right in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's, that's the most famous story because then yeah. God comes in at the end. like, Hey, right, right. Hold, hold on. Hold on a little guy. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> right. And so, uh, I mean, but that's, that's right in there. Well, there's also an incidence of sacrifice that happens in the Bible. In the book of Judges, okay. there's a guy named Jephthah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Jephthah has a daughter, and, um, but he's got to go to war. And he says if he comes back and if he wins the war, he'll do, you know, he, he'll sacrifice whoever sh- whoever's the first person that walks oh, through okay. the door. I'll give you okay. anything if you just help now, me ha- win this. Have you ever been in a tight spot and... You prayed a little bit or something. You're like, oh man, I really need the help on this. And you said like, I will give up something. 
if I get what I want here. I don't know. Probably. Oh, I've totally done that. Okay. And I don't. I, I know that's us. Like we're making deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sure. know, like but of course, it, like deal making is such a funny thing <laughs> because like we're making deals in our head with what with who? Like we're like, okay, God, I tell you what, <laughs> you let the Packers win this game, and I won't drink beer all day. Oh. <laughs> right. It's it's always something like that. Or you know, people make deals for like yeah. I will do. You know, if it's somebody's sick or something but they're yeah. like they're trying to make some kind of deal mm-hmm. and it sounds like this is what Je- jep does okay doing. sure right, right he here. just like, he I wants will, to win really badly and he's, he'll do anything i for will it. sacrifice i will yeah. do anything to win mm-hmm. this and so i don't know if he says it aloud or he says it in his head or i've always made those deals in my yeah. head you know god let me have this and then i'll do this later so then it shall be that's who whatsoever cometh forth of the doors of my house to meet me when i return in peace from the children of amman shall surely be the Lord's and I will offer him a burnt offering. Yeah. Mm, so he's going to burn man. something for God for letting him win the battle. Okay. So he, he wins the battle. Hey. Uh-oh. Who's going to pay? Who's going to pay? All right. So as he comes back home, his virgin daughter runs out to no. greet him. Okay. Well, he's like, you know what? Jephthah's like, I gotta, I gotta take care of business. And um, she begs for two months to roam the hills and weep with my friends. That is so sad. Right. After which she comes back and um he does as he has vowed. Wow. So he burns his daughter to death. Unreal. Because of a victory in battle. Oof. Now, okay, there is some some of the uh rabbinic scholars who study the old testament. Uh, well, if you're if you're a rabbinic scholar, a rabbi, that means you. It's not just the Old Testament to you; it's the whole thing. Right, right, right. So, but they say she wasn't sacrificed, but she was forbidden to marry and remained a spinster her entire life, fulfilling the vow that she would be devoted to the Lord. Oh, okay. So either he killed his daughter or he ruined her killed life. her social life. <laughs> or he killed, you know, he killed her biological death. Yeah, oh, yeah. sorry, you're gonna have to be a spinster. Why? Yeah, but that's a lot. Different. I want a battle. That's a lot different than burning. Yes. Like, you know, murdering and like, <laughs> right. Then you murdering know. your daughter. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not great. No, it's well, okay. So sacrificing, sacrificing a child for battle. Now who, oh man, I want to talk about Game of Thrones. Oh, but if you guys aren't up, I mean, cause I season six has last, started. So you haven't seen season five I haven't five seen five yet. yet. No. Okay. Number one, season five's. Is, is I need to totally watch it, don't killer. I? Yeah. And this is where it separates from the books. Okay. Okay. Oh, so right. Yeah. Season five is where they get to parts of the story that George R. R. Martin hasn't gotten to yet. But like for earlier seasons, we can't talk about. So you know who the red priestess is, <laughs> we right? We can talk about. Melisandre. Yes. We can talk about Melisandre. Yes. And Melisandre, the red priestess, she wor- worships the Lord of Light, R-R-Lor. There's like a like an apostrophe in there. Now they don't say that word too much. They just call him the Lord of Light in the TV show. In the book, it's R-Lor all the time. But they don't want to make her sound stupid by saying R-Lor. Like a serious scene, and then all of a sudden, that comes out. But the funny thing about the the red god in Game of Thrones is that's the only like religious that it seems to work. Oh, right. Like that's the only religious stuff that seems to work because the red God's bringing people back to life. Mm-hmm. And it's, well, she, Answering she, births, she births the shadow creature, yeah. Yeah. you know? And so, um, so right, the Lord of Light answers people's prayers, but the Lord of the Light 
also demands blood. Right. Okay. So all those people, um, there's a great scene in the show and in the books where they're burning people on the shore. So if you guys haven't seen Game of Thrones or if you need a little quick reminder, Stannis is the brother of the king who dies um, and he wants to be king his, himself. And so he meets he'll this. he'll do anything for he, it. He will do anything for it because he believes he is right. Mm-hmm. And he meets a woman that says it's his destiny, his destiny to be king and to be this great warrior and that he's this great warrior reborn and stuff. And uh, she is a priestess for this Lord of Light, the Red God. And he goes with it. His wife is very religious. So his wife, it's, we'll talk about women being more religious than men in a second too. But And, and so his wife's like, well, the red God demands blood, so we need to burn unbelievers. E- so the people that wouldn't submit to the Lord of yeah. Light, um, they burn them at the stake. Yeah. And that was sacrificed for battle. Okay. And they had to find king's blood. So the idea was they were looking for oh, right. people that had yeah. the blood of the king. So they were looking for his brother's bastard children right. to burn alive as a sacrifice so that they would be victorious in battle. And so that's human sacrifice. I mean, it <sighs> goes right, right from the Bible Straight to Game of Thrones. <laughs> Two great books. Nice. But yeah, I mean, yeah. that kind of thing. So, uh, and hu- human sacrifice also features in the in the fifth season of Game of Thrones. Okay. Well, I'll look so out for that have, when I watch Look it. out for some human sacrifice. <laughs> but I mean, that's not just, I mean, we talk about sacrifices before battle and even sacrificing your child. I mean, where, I mean, that's not just in the Bible. That's mm-hmm. also in Greek mythology. Ah, yes. So the Trojan War. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, there's that movie Troy with like Brad Pitt as Achilles yeah. and Brian Cox as uh, Agamemnon. Because he died. <laughs> so Agamemnon is a, Agamemnon's a great leader. You know, mm-hmm. he's a great Greek general. And so the Trojan War starts when um, Paris of Troy decides to steal this Greek king's wife. Okay. So he, he he's in Troy, which they think is in modern day Turkey, Asia Minor. Okay. And... I mean, the whole thing was that in, in the original that the gods decided, like he did a favor for the gods. So Aphrodite died, he gave him the most beautiful woman in the world, mm-hmm. who was supposedly this Greek king, Menelaus's wife, Helen. Right. And Helen of Troy. Anyway, right. so he comes back, <laughs> he steals her, brings her back to Troy, and then everybody goes crazy. And Asia Minor lights up, baby. No, I mean, uh, yeah. so, the, so what happens is then the Greeks got to come over and they got to go attack Troy to get this guy's wife back. Agamemnon is one of the great Greek generals. And, um, well, in the story of the Iliad, which is Homer's tale, Homer the blind, epic Greek poet, Agamemnon sacrifices his daughter. Mm, man, they're so uh, easy. Iphigenia. Just... He sacrifices Iphigenia, because I'm tight, to, <laughs> to make it so that they'll sail over, like the armies will sail over successfully. Wow. And... You know, obviously that doesn't make him, you know, very popular and stuff like that. But so he's got to go to war and then he, he sacrifices his daughter for the sake of the battle. Wow. And when we talked about this story, when we were studying the Iliad when I was in high school, I made a little diorama of it. Oh, cool. And uh, then... Like a shoebox diorama? Yeah, like a, like a kind of diorama. And then I played Children of the Grave by Black Sabbath <laughs> as the background. That's awesome. <laughs> so... Anyway, so, I mean, so it's Greek mythology too, sacrificing your child for battle. And that's not the only sacrifice in the Iliad. There's also Achilles, Brad Pitt. Okay. In the movie. Yeah. Um, well, Achilles uh, sacrifices like some prisoners of war Jeez. so that their, their battle will go well. Okay. And they think that this one uh, might have, a, there's an article 
in the LA Times that it might have a historic basis. So they're, they're uh, excavating some like 10th to 7th century BC pyres in a cemetery in a- of ancient Crete. Mm. Crete is an island off of Greece okay. where um, King Midas was the, was the king of Crete. Remember the guy that could touch anything and turn to gold, but it really right. was a curse when he hugged his daughter. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. Um, so they're doing, some, they're doing some research on Crete. They find the skeleton of a man whose arms were bound behind him and his throat cut so violently that he was decapitated. <sighs> so evidence of human sacrifice has been found in ancient civilizations of the Eastern Mediterranean, but this is the first discovery that matches Homer's ritual execution beside a pyre. Huh. We found a slaughtered man about 30 to 40 years old next to a funeral pyre. The researcher said during a recent walk among the terraced hillside vineyards and the olive groves near the site. So he's having, so this is their discussion with the reporter or whatever, as he's yeah. like, they're walking through beautiful Crete. And wow. he's like, so it was right over there. We saw the man decapitated yeah. for human oh sacrifice. Gosh. So anyway, they talk about that in the, in the Iliad okay. where Achilles like, you know, cuts a bunch yeah. of throats right next to the funeral pyre. Boy, he um, wants to win. He wants to win bad. Yeah. So he's just going to, he's going to slaughter some people. Hmm. And that's, I mean, Achilles is a hero, <laughs> right? And so that's the thing. So human sacrifices is baked into like our culture and, and stuff. And it's, it's part of all of these ancient rituals, this ritual murder. Um, I found a very cool list of bizarre methods of human sacrifice. Oh, so I thought oh, we could talk man. about that. Li- we'll link to the list and stuff like that. I thought Ooh, we could okay. talk about that list a little bit. And maybe we, give nightmares. maybe we can talk about, you know, yeah, oh yeah. And maybe <laughs> we can talk about which is your least favorite way okay. of being sacrificed. Like, oh, let's, okay. Let's say we're chosen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's say what happens is like, like, so let's say to, you can select your method of. So President Obama execution. comes out and says like, to win the war on terror, <laughs> we're going to have to sacrifice Mike and Wendy from Sunspot oh, and no. the Seal on the Side podcast. That's the only thing that's going to work. So the ruling class once again tells the musicians when it's time to die. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, buried alive. Now who got buried alive? Oh, that sounds horrible. Well, so when the pharaohs died, I mean, the pharaohs had the tombs and they had, yeah. you know, pyramids and all that kind of stuff. Well, pyramid's pretty big for just one guy. So the whole household went with them. Mm. Like the servants and slaves and court musicians okay. might be uh, drugged and then buried in the tomb as well. So they mm. were sacrificed so that the pharaoh could still have everybody together. Yeah, the, keep the party Keep going. the party going in the afterlife. Yeah. Sure. So it would suck to work for a guy. Like imagine oh, like, so you had, like you right. got a job, you got some crap job working in a cubicle, <laughs> your boss dies and they're like, that's, you got to go too because he's going to need you right. to run Excel spreadsheets in the afterlife. Right. And you're like, wait, wait, no, I thought the afterlife was, that was going to be party time. Sorry. <laughs> still right. need you. Yep. <gasps> that's it. Nope. You're, that is hell. You go to hell to work <laughs> right. like Excel spreadsheets for eternity working for your boss. All right. Gift giving and decapitation. So in West Africa, when they would have a, a, a big celebration, well, they oh, would no. give gifts like Christmas. Oh, gosh. So part of it's like Christmas. Yay. Like, oh, hey, that's great, guys. We all get gifts. And then they killed a ton of people. Boo. Usually prisoners and slaves. Oh. So once again, we're talking about the social status. Who gets killed? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, the, it's not the president's son. It's not right, the priest's son. Yeah. It's the slaves and the prisoners of war. They get executed and they get their heads cut off. Wow. Brutal. Okay. Oh, this is a, this is a particularly weird one. 
So this is human sacrifice in India, like ritualistic assassinations. Okay. Okay. So they talk about the, the thuggy guards <laughs> who worship the Hindu goddess Kali. Uh-huh. Now, the thuggy guards are probably most famous from being in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Wait, Doom. are you saying, is thuggy, like, is that like a proper? Yeah, thuggy. Like, not like an adjective, like they're, they're thug-like. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, no. That's where, <laughs> like, the word, that's where our word comes from. Oh, okay. So it's okay. a group, like, you know, we say right. like, a, like, a guy's like a thug. I thought you meant they were just like these big guards that were like thug, thuggy. Like, <laughs> they, they were, th- so they were big, like okay. thuggies, like the thuggies were like rent, like a a group of dudes. Yeah. Oh, but, okay. Like that, they killed people <laughs> that they were trying to please the goddess. And it's also in the movie uh, Gunga Din, which you watched. It's a great, if you love Cary Grant, I love Cary Grant. Yeah. Uh, it's a great movie. Seems slightly racist to, as anything from the 1930s. Yeah. Like you watched Gone with the Wind and you're like, oh, it's yeah, slightly. it's a little yeah. bit of... Mm. So the Not thing so is, comfortable watching this. Well, you have to, right. <laughs> like, don't don't watch that the next diversity meeting you have. Right. But the, the thing is, you can still appreciate that movies from the past. Right. Like, you know, that there's still good movies, even though... And it's they, in the past. Right. They have different, you know, different ideas about things. Anyway... Um, so they would strangle strangle people to death with a handkerchief. No. Yeah, with a handkerchief. I what I hope uh. though was that it wasn't a dirty handkerchief because there's <laughs> nothing worse than being murdered by a like a crazy group Ew. of dudes with a dirty they just handkerchief. Just blew their nose in it or something. <laughs> right. This Gross. is for this is for Kali, and then they rob them and stuff. Uh. You know, they would do it to keep it going. Yeah, that's brutal. But yeah, so that a kind of human sacrifice. So like, for, okay, where are we getting to? Decapitation sounds horrible. Getting murdered with a dirty handkerchief? Mm, nasty. Ooh. You could always be pushed off something. Okay. Like, you know, pushed to your death. Sure. Off a cliff or something. Or, yeah. or the volcano, like in Joe. Yep. Joe's case. Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> and, you know, some of the Mayans, that's one of the ways that they would sacrifice. That's a, you know, like a, we, a lot of times when people think the first thing they think about sacrifice, if they don't think about like Joe versus a volcano, then they will go to the Central and South American oh, Native sure. cultures, like Mayans and Aztecs, okay. because they did practice practice sacrifice. Yeah. And they practiced it all the way up until, you know, up until the conquistadors came. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then, you know, and the conquistadors sacrificed them um, <laughs> to the god money. Right. Looking for the, you know, uh, the lost city of gold. You know, did you ever see Apocalypto? No. Okay, that's... Sounds cool. Yeah, Apocalypto is... <laughs> the all, name. Uh, right, it's a great... Uh, it's well after Mel Gibson had his drunken driving episode or whatever. Mm. Like he didn't uh, like nobody wanted him to star in a movie, or whatever, because he said right. some crazy and, stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, oh god, Mel. <laughs> um, and so like, but, so, but he could still direct movies because um, when he made that Passion of the Christ film, yeah, it was the most successful independent movie ever made. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it made like a quarter of a billion dollars, Yeesh. and no major studio had put up the money. So like Mel had as much money as he wanted to put into his uh, next movie. Okay. So he decides to make the next movie Apocalypto. And it's all based on the Central American native. And it's all in like their ancient language. Oh, wow. So that's cool. That is cool. And I don't know how, I mean, I don't know how historically accurate or anything like that is. Sure. But it still feels like that when people are speaking the language instead right. of speaking English. When, and it's not a language that's you're used to hearing. Correct. Right. Even so, if it's not English, it's still... So that makes it feel like that. Well, anyway, you have this these nice this nice tribe, this nice family, and then this guy gets captured by this warring tribe and taken to like this pyramid to be sacrificed. Okay. 
And so the story is about how he escapes the sacrifice. Oh, cool. And like the rest of the movie is him getting chased and stuff. So in that movie, they pretty much decapitated him. That's how they did sacrifices. Mm-hmm. But just talking about the Mayan, you know, pushing people to their death. Yeah. That made me think of Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Which is a, okay. um, no matter your feelings on Mel Gibson, has some great action scenes in it. Okay. So uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Okay. Totally worth it. Okay. Some people, um, this kind of goes along with Buried Alive, mm-hmm. but some people get killed for architecture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a story in China about how the uh, there's thousands of people inside the Great Wall oh, of China. Oh, yeah. Now, you've been in the Great Wall of China. Did you see yeah. anybody? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I saw plenty of, yeah, I saw people. But lots not, and lots nobody of people. inside the wall, like the cask of Amontillado. But, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, we were just on top of the wall, not inside it, so... Okay. And even in Japan, they would have, like, but they would bury those, people inside, the, inside like, a new building. and that would As be a human sacrifice to, to say... To strengthen the building. Wow. So that is something, uh, that's something they did in Asia. Burning alive is another way to go. Hmm. And the Druids like to do that. The, right, the Wicker Man. Ah, that's right, <laughs> the Wicker Man. They would burn people alive and yeah. uh, for uh, harvest or good luck or just because it's party time. Oh, man. The May Queen that they talk about in... Um, so brutal. Uh, Stairway to Heaven, just the sprinkling for the May Queen. Oh, the Aztecs also skinned people alive. Oh. So um, the particular man, god, Tialik, required weeping boys to be sacrificed. And then they were uh, bound to a post, shot full of arrows, and then skinned by a priest. And the Earth Mother, Teotenian, she required the female victims skinned as well. So if you were chosen, but the thing is, if you were chosen, it wasn't some kind of punishment. Yeah. It was like you were blessed. Like you an were, honor. Yeah. You were, yeah. You know, how awesome is it to be that you, you get to be the one who gets skinned alive. So it's kind of like the, five. the suicide bombers of today sort of right. thing. Like, like, hey, you get to go to glory. You're be, yeah. You get to go to glory. I mean, that's a, a really interesting way of manipulating people to kill themselves right. <laughs> or showing control yeah, over another right, person. Totally. Like, oh, yeah. No, it's cool. We're going to make them want to do it. Right. We're going to make it an honor. Uh, good Doctor Who episode. First, it's the first Doctor. And this particular episode's still around, as in they didn't, the BBC didn't throw out the episode. It's oh, called, good. called the Aztecs. Okay. And they go back in time, the time of the Aztecs. And actually, the Doctor's companion thinks that they can change history and tries to prevent the Aztecs from, she's like, we can show them how not to oh, have human sacrifice. okay, cool. So they actually tries to stop the human sacrifice. In so nice. that episode. And the doctor falls in love in that episode. Aww. It's a nice one. Okay. So which is your least favorite so far? Least favorite? Yeah. Well, probably I'm going to go with the skinning alive. Mm. Um, that or the decapitation, like, because with the knife thing. Yeah. But my favorite one, the one that I would pick. Yeah. Dropping, like falling off a cliff or something, like, or getting shoved or whatever. Yeah, because at least I think you would get that, you would get that kind of... Uh, uh, some kind of adrenaline rush. It yeah. would feel like a bungee jump until the point that it was over. And it would go quickly, I would imagine. It wouldn't be like, I mean, getting skin alive, that sounds just right, very painful. Like, let's say they started with your fingers, like, oh, God, right. there's so much skin. <laughs> but yeah, that seems like, I guess that sounds like the least painful. And as you pointed out, you might even get a little high from the, yeah, like, the yeah, trial. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's a Metallica song. No, I'm sorry. Oh, I just mixed up Megadeth and Metallica. Oh, no, you didn't. Uh, well, Dave Mustaine used to be the guitar player in Metallica, so I guess that's okay. But the Megadeth song off their 
most popular album, Countdown to Extinction, uh, called High Speed Dirt. And it's about no. uh, it's about skydiving and your parachute doesn't open. Ooh. So I think if you're going to go and you're going to like jump or something like that or be pushed off. like That's it, what it would feel like. Well, you would listen to High Speed Dirt on your way down. Ah, okay. so you get to listen get to Megadeth. You get you get all excited inside, and then <laughs> get all pumped up, and then it's done. Yeah, it's, it's over. You know. So, wh- which way is your least favorite way? Uh well, the dirty handkerchief. I think would be the smelliest. You way. seemed very offended by that one. <laughs> it's just like, oh God, with a handkerchief, you can't just like get a knife to right. the head or something and just your take last, it out. Last sensation of of life on the planet is a stinky decapitation. Rag. I don't like either though. Oh yeah, because the thing is, let like, they show yeah. you their like the whole thing where your eye, they like your eyes are still. And I mean, the way you described it didn't sound like it was like a guillotine, like just one whoosh and it's over. It sounded like they somebody taking your a head knife, off. like yeah. sound really nasty. Well, I mean, but even with the guillotine, you know, the idea oh, that your right. eyes are still moving. <laughs> so the movie actually ex- <laughs> <laughs> roll his eyes around every time he says that. So the Exorcist three. <laughs> The Exorcist 3, this is when I first heard this. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, you should see The Exorcist 3 because oh. the rest of the sequels are crap, but The Exorcist 3 is good. I don't want nightmares. They talk no. about decapitation and being able that your head is still, uh, that you're still conscious for like seven seconds no. after decapitation. So that's... So you might see your body like without bingo, the head which is it. Which is why Ew. on the guillotine they would show oh, people... No. Yeah. They would show people their own heads. Of their own bodies after their head was separated from their body. Oh man, and they are awful. And they right, they are awful. And that's a plot point in the Exorcist three, like that happens. Okay, that was the I first see. time I heard that, and it made me like, I, mean, I was thirteen when I saw that yeah. movie, and I just scared the oh, crap out of me. Oh my gosh, yeah, it makes your skin crawl. Let's think right. about it. So, um, <laughs> anyway, the, the eyes. All right, <laughs> so let's let's go back to the South Pacific. Oh yes, please, Fiji. Sounds yes. like a nice place to visit. Sounds a ni- like a nice place to, to fall in love and, and get married. Yeah. Um, except the minute you become a widow in the ancient culture, you'd get strangled to death. Bummer. Yeah. Based on the belief that a deceased husband should be buried with his wife. In the case of great chiefs, their deaths simultaneously brought forth uh, an asphyxiation-based demise of various little wives. So if you were a chief and you had a bunch of wives, they all went with you to the afterlife. Wow. Um, oh God. And then the women are referred to as the carpeting of the grave. Ew. So, not, right. So we're going through different kinds of human oppression on oh. each other that the great chief, like you don't even get considered the equal or like if you're a concubine or whatever, you are considered oh the gosh. carpeting of the man's wow. grave. Wow. Wow. Just right. wow. So Fiji in ancient times was not a great place to be a, uh, to be a lady yeah so okay so least favorite of all these strangling i mean to me i'm still gonna go with dirty handkerchief you st- burned alive uh, skinning skinning alive. skinning oh yeah because mm. skinning goes for a long time and there's a lot of pain involved i figure burning though you could also sm- like smell your flesh Ew. right you're very about the like smell sensation you're worried about the dirty hanky because it's the last thing you you yeah. have and if the last thing you remember like, is like is that barbecue <laughs> Right? If that's the last oh. thing you remember. You know, one thing I thought was interesting. So this is something when I was doing research on this, um, and I had seen at the uh, National Museum of Ireland in Dublin, the bog people. Okay, what's okay. that? Well, people, per, like, 
humans preserve like they die like in a bog. Oh, okay. And as they die in a bog, like they're mummified in a way. Oh, cool. So they they get preserved. Their skeleton can be like dissolved, but like their skin, what? I mean, turns dark and leathery. And uh, so you can see the bog people at different museums in Europe. And wow. so I saw, okay. there's a whole ex- exhibit in Ireland about so that. So how, like what age did these people, what era and time did they? Oh, so th- they have different, di- a whole bunch of different kinds of bog people. Uh-huh. So, but the, the particular people that they think were human sacrifices mm-hmm. are from the bronze age. So like a couple of thousand years ago. And they were just killed in a particular kind of way. Like they were all killed like with throat oh, slitting, wow. you know, kind of thing. So yeah. like they toss them in the bog and, and they toss them in the bog. Oh man. And so like these bog people that we see like, oh, that's cool. Like they're preserved like mm-hmm. mummies and stuff probably were human sacrifices for some kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, and they could have been prisoners of war. I mean, there's no, you don't know exactly yeah. why, but I mean, for the crops or for battle or for anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you think that this stuff is sick and we're sitting here talking about how disgusting everything is and, you know, like, the, oh, my God, they're killing people and burning to death yeah. and dirty handkerchiefs all up in your business. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, human sacrifice is also the main tenet of Christianity. Mm. Okay. So Jesus right. died for our sins. Yeah. What does that mean? God said, I'll let you kill my son. Or you sacrifice my son so that you guys can be forgiven for your sins. So there needed mm-hmm. to be some kind of sacrifice in order for us to be forgiven. And the sacrifice is... The coolest guy on the planet. <laughs> right. JC getting strung up on a cross. And I mean, I don't know. Don't they say like crucifixion, you die by asphyxiation? Oh, I don't know. It's not like the blood or whatever. And that really it's not, it's not um, nails in your hands. It's nails in your wrist. Right. Because if it was nails in your hands. You just fall off. Yeah. It would just, the, the nail would, would rip through yeah. your thing. So it has to be in something with more muscle and Ugh. bone. And that's your wrist. So anyway, but that's, I mean, so human sacrifice in like the main religion of most people in the United States. Yeah. Is, is right in there. Right. And, and because of that, they call it the new covenant or whatever. At least they did when I, when I used to be a churchgoer. <laughs> because of that, they didn't have to do any of the more Old Testament stuff. So Jesus getting killed, being sacrificed, means that you don't have to keep... It cleared away the, the old like traditions and... Right. You don't have to keep kosher anymore. Okay. So that rule... Because that's part of the old Hebrew rules. Yeah. No more kosher. You don't have to be circumcised anymore. So you get yeah. to keep... Everybody gets to keep their foreskin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and you don't have to perform like ritual sacrifices of like rams and sheep oh, okay. and, and all those kind of things. Hmm. You know, th- th- I mean, that's, that, nice. that's right in... And you talk about the Old Testament, like sacrificing animals is in there. See, the, the Garden of Eden, yeah. Cain and Abel. Right. Cain's raising the animals, Abel's raising the Abel's raising the vegetables, I guess. And then he <laughs> sacrifices the vegetables and Cain sacrifices the animals. So this idea that you have to give something up, mm-hmm. you have to kill something in order for the God to be appeased. I think there's something in our DNA, you know, about that. It's so weird. Well, and the fact that it developed to the point where everybody's like, okay, we really need to win this battle or we really need these crops to work out. So we have to kill a person. Yeah. Because what's the biggest thing we can give up? Well, that's the thing is the value of- not mine, yours. The value that we place on human life. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I mean, that's baked right into it. And 
you know, I, I think the other things about human sacrifice and the, all the all the stories around it and everything is that are we that different today? Like we, you know, we obviously we'd look down on ritual murder, mm-hmm. but it's it's been part of our you know part of our DNA since the beginning. And so, are we just are we doing things in different ways today? Sacrificing, you know, we're saying like, well, okay, for the good of the group, like who's got to go. <laughs> You know, or who who is yeah. who can we successfully leave behind hmm. uh, in order to get what we want? So I, even though you're not having a like a priest like all dressed up in makeup and stuff like that, cut somebody's neck open, yeah, or murder them with the, with a the dirty handkerchief, yeah. Um, you know, the, <laughs> people people do get sacrificed today at the at the good of something, yeah. You know, for the good of something. Like we were making jokes about drones before, or whatever. Oh, right. And that's like okay, well. If we, you know, sometimes drones get it wrong and they blow up a wedding or something like that. Well, we are sacrificing those people at the oh, wedding yeah. because we're afraid of the three terrorists or whatever that might blow up a, a right, bigger building. Right. So that, I mean, it's still with us, except it's on a less religious, yeah. I mean, That's standpoint. Interesting. interesting. Something else I was reading today. Uh, I was reading an interesting article from Mysterious Universe that talked about how our religious parts of the brain and our scientific parts of the, our analytical t- parts of the brain are mm. different. Really? And so... Well, that makes sense, I guess. You know, religious people tend to have a more, uh, they their strength tends to be in empathy. Mm-hmm. The emp- empathetic parts of the brain tend to be more active and okay. larger. And scientific people, the analytical parts tend to be larger. And because women have more empathy naturally than men do, mm-hmm. women are more religious than men. Oh, so in, in the basic, So we were, when we were talking about Stannis' wife in Game of Thrones and that she is immediately the true believer in the yeah, Lord of yeah. Light and yeah, something. Go for it. <laughs> it kind of you know stems from the fact that women have more. I mean, you would think it less. I mean, less empathy because she's into human sacrifice, but more <laughs> empathy because I mean, religion has that. She I mean, I think believes, about yeah. I think about my mother. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a um, kind of religious, not really religious, but she's also very empathic towards. Like, she's always oh, feeling sure. other people's pain yeah, yeah. to the point where we're watching a movie or something like that, and she's like. You know, if the bad guy like gets yelled at by his mom or something like, well, there's a reason he's like that <laughs> because his mother's like that, so he couldn't really help it. It's not his fault, Aww. right? So that's that kind of thing of that the connection between the belief in the supernatural and belief in religion, and also your belief in almost caring about other people versus, hmm. I mean, science and yeah. analysis, and your belief in well, we sacrifice this for that, the good right, of this, yeah. the good of that. Huh. Anyway. Very interesting. Yes. So that's our episode on human wow. sacrifice. Wow. Well, another thing aside from Joe versus the volcano that came to mind yeah. when I was thinking about it was the Indiana Jones, the, was it Temple of Doom? Yeah. The thug guards, thuggy guards. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, the first thing that I thought of, like, cause that scene just terrified me. Right. And, and if you don't remember the bad guy's name is Mola Ram and he can rip somebody's right. heart out without like reaching through like without like cutting it open so he yeah. just like he makes their chest open and, like up. melts and then he grabs like, the magic. heart the heart's still beating yeah that's so and they're scary. all saying kali ma kali ma and that's that goddess kali uh-huh. uh, that okay. they're talking gotcha. that, that, that the thuggy guards Thuggies. they're called thuggy like so in the book and in the video game like the thuggy guards and stuff for <laughs> indiana jones so that's how they kind of connected uh, it okay with that and there's a ton of examples of just human sacrifice. If you're looking for more, if you're like, hey, guys, I'm really into this now, yeah. not just in books, uh, even if we look at TV, Doctor Who, there's like seven episodes from Megloss to the Aztecs we talked about, Fires of Pompeii, Horns and Nyman, the Crotons, people are getting killed all the time. Uh, Gilligan's Island, 
they have an episode where the like headhunters are chasing oh them and want to sacrifice gosh. them. And it, like it, Highlander, Highlander has an episode about human sacrifice. I mean, you go back like uh, Clash of the Titans. Wow. You know, and Andromeda is chained to a rock. So when they release the Kraken, uh, the, I'm talking about the good Clash of the Titans, not that the remake, the original with all the little Ray Harryhausen like <laughs> stop motion animated nice. stuff, and and the Kraken at the end is this big stop motion Godzilla like animation, and. They're sacrificing Andromeda, and then Perseus has to come in and use the head of Medusa to save her. And it's just, it's baked into the system from, from the Norse mm. mythology, the Japanese, to all of us. So, like, when we look down on these cultures, and we're like, man, I can't believe those savages practiced human sacrifice. Just remember, we're not that far removed, mm. number one. And number two, it could have been part of the reason why we have civilization the way it is now for good or for bad so very interesting yeah. indeed human sacrifice is part of us the song this week is dedicated to anyone who's ever made a bargain with the man upstairs when you're in trouble and looking to get out of that trouble and you just tell god you'll do anything to get out that's what this track is about it's called got me in his claws
Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can find us online at othersidepodcast.com. Until next time, see you on the other side. Hey, everybody, that's so funny, so funny. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm coming back.